0: comment and share. I love that. That's like so Matrix-like.
1: That was Very... killer. That was like uh, Chemical Brothers and you know, yeah. Smoking Crack.
0: Uh, <laughs> while listening to Daft Punk at the same time. It's great.
1: That's, yeah, <laughs> G- Chemical Brothers with a just a smidge of dubstep.
0: A schmear. A schmear. Just a Shmear, schmear. A
1: pap schmear. Anyway, folks, good morning to all of you. We
0: have with us a new guest. Uh, he's no longer known as Crypto Cowboy or Crypto Cow Person. He is uh, Algo Cowperson slash Algo Cowboy because Algo, how the Al goes, that's how he goes. And, uh, you know, it just has a, a better ring, you know? I
1: appreciate that. that, that just kinda, and, kinda, and having it in the intro sleazy. is
0: so cool. Well, you like that, right? CJ's a man, dude. This CJ's going back to his DJ roots. He's like He's like spinning the wheels of steel. He's scratching it. He's doing the whole thing,
2: man. Right, CJ. CJ, you were That's, a DJ. They're, yeah, like, at, in, right out of high school college. and college, yeah, just oh, to, yeah. He, makes legend. Money. They make some as, money uh, on the weekends. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, le- the only problem is it they gave up a lot of weekends. That was the only bad thing. But was, yeah, but, like, but they know you kind of was Latino, Latino e, teams bro. Teams. It was crazy. One time, a uh, I had a buddy that used to help me, you know, load up the equipment and all that stuff, and we were we were driving on a county road, it's like County Road 28, and this one dude was like driving like all crazy and shit, and like, what the hell is this dude doing? You know, because we're driving to uh, I think Indy, um, you know, from like Lafayette area. Next thing I know, he's like having these beer cans in the in holding them up like two beer cans. So literally, we're going like sixty five miles an hour down the road, and he pulls over uh, to the to the passenger side, hands two beers over as we're driving down the interstate. That's awesome! He oh, gives it. It's like a fast and furious thing, like a beer exchange. But anyway. That was kids a fun don't story do this at DJ home. Days. Yeah. Well, what did you home. spend
1: though? Were you like uh hip hop or were you you know techno what it really
2: depend on the occasion it really depend you know because we did everything from we did some high school like stuff high school dances we did uh reunions uh, we did wedding one wedding gig but they're just so so demanding like on it what it wasn't that fun for me personally so I didn't I didn't do weddings but mostly Dances, uh, house parties, all that kind of stuff. So it, it, was, it was a lot He of also fun. does
0: bar mitzvahs, folks. So if you're interested, uh, you can contact CJ. CJ at roguenews.com. <laughs> in the subject header, type in DJing uh, gigs. Okay? And... Uh, will... Go ahead. Do the gila, Do it. Do it.
1: Just scratch do it. it or... no, no, no. You Hava do it. Why do I know that? Just because... There you go. It's just like, are you scratching or are you sucking on a banana? What are you doing back there?
0: Uh, I, I was
1: dropping the beat, bro. Ah, oh, why don't we do it again? Beatboxing. <laughs> nice. Okay, I kind of heard it that time. I think the microphone. Just I didn't think the mic is whack. Well. I got to get a new mic. It's garbage. Yeah, one of those. Uh, one of those dynamic. A Shure SM fifty seven.
0: Dude, those things are expensive. Dude, okay. Yeah, hundred bucks like full... is my
2: cap at a mic. I don't mind. I know, I mind same here. Hundred bucks, but anything anything north of hundred, is like I can't eh.
0: justify. But like, I have a sure Blah blah blah. I think my voice sounds silky as is. What do you think, cowboy?
1: Actually, I mean, I feel like I get ripped off because you guys sound as good as I do, and I spent four hundred bucks. Oh, oh so you actually no. got one of them freaking no. expensive yeah. things? I got the I got the one that I got the one that Joe Rogan has. It's got to be good.
0: Hey, Joe Rogan, that's my Joey Diaz impersonation, Joe Rogan.
2: <laughs> yeah, but the only thing with Rogan that's is they re- they, love re- they record everything, which probably makes sense in what works for him and Jamie, but I was surprised the other day because they were having, hey, uh, they were you, having Jerry, I
0: was on Joe Rogan the other day, and I said it hey, Joe, I was just going to be recorded because I thought you are Joe Rogan.
2: Well, not only that, but they were on Wi-Fi too. I was like, Jamie was on Wi-Fi too. He's like, I can't bring anything up right now. My way. I'm like, Dude, why? If you're running the command center, why aren't you hardline? You got to be hardline if you're on the command side of it. You can't be Wi-Fi. Dude,
0: maybe gonna sure get a hundred audio is... Huh? Audio. I think his audio and, and and all that stuff is, uh is is hardwired. It's, I think Jamie's uh, laptop is probably Wi-Fi. Maybe I don't know.
1: Yeah, because no, yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me,
2: Joe Wilkin. You know, that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I bring in the fiber optic directly to where i am and then run a splitter off of that and three other computers are hard-lined uh because they need to be and then the rest of the house is wi-fi but with the the uh, fiber optics it's crazy the bandwidth that you get nowadays it's insane
1: you're a racist. I am about racist. You have options. four hardline computers in your house. Like, would you run on like, a, a bot farm? What are you he, doing over there? He runs a hacking farm.
2: That's what he does. Well, one of them is a server that has tons of, of uh, like movies and all that kind of stuff on it. So it's just a standalone server that you can pull. CJ's
0: launching his own rival to Netflix.
2: It's called uh, El,
0: Cucoflix.com. El Cucoflix.com. He has, uh, CJ, what's the title? How many titles you got around? A thousand something? Of what? Titles? Yeah, movies.
2: Oh gosh, there's like at least five thousand on see, there. Why pay Netflix? A friend gave it. A friend gave it to me. It, it, it's it, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. I mean, and, and then I and I share see, it. What's so. what's your
0: membership like? Three dollars a month, five dollars a month for the. Five, no, five it's a
2: standalone. Month. This is a, the servers. The servers here. So anything. Any no, see, it's a talking bunch of video streaming service that you're you know. Oh, Google what thing. I want to charge people? Um, yeah. maybe maybe two bucks a month. $2 there
0: a you month. go. Why, why go to Netflix when you can have a curated <laughs> collection? Of
1: El Cuco's finest picks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and if if any officials are listening, this is all a joke, by the way.
0: Yeah. Yes. We didn't say
1: anything wrong. You know what? I'm going to say anything wrong. Anything wrong. Done. Done. Hey, I've got. uh, Did you guys hear about, you know, you heard about uh, Ukraine running out of ammo? Um, so what they've done, they're running out is, of bodies, they're
0: running out of bodies, bro.
1: <laughs> they've emptied and the and jails, really...
2: the nursing homes are next. <laughs> He's gonna start recruiting from the
1: geriatric center soon enough. Hey, <laughs> my uh, my sympathies are with the Ukrainian families who are losing their uh, yeah, their people, terrible. by the way. I don't want to make light of people dying, but no. yeah, they're running out of people um but they actually have a
2: choice they have a choice either to 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 resist and push back against it but if they want to be enslaved to it and stay there that's their that's their choice i mean i hate to put it that way but you know they they got to resist and but it doesn't appear that they're not willing to do that yeah the the
0: odds of democracy
1: is it don't just bring people in and like either go fight or i put you in jail isn't that kind of how it is over there or no that um,
2: that or the refugee crisis, you know, you notice how they don't report on that. Whenever whenever it was Syria and they they oh, they, yeah. they they uh, politicized it, like the the mass amount of refugees leaving Afghanistan or I'm sorry, Syria during that time mm. period. You notice how they didn't do the same thing with Ukraine, but right? yeah, it, because it doesn't benefit them. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, probably a million plus out of Ukraine seeking refuge right now.
1: Oh, I've heard reports of it. I mean, you're not going to hear it on, you know, on CNN, but it's out there.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, they're running out of of fighters. Yeah. But they've also ran out of bullets. And so what they've done is they've gone to archery. So I actually have a live video of their new special forces. These are the elite uh, Ukraine, you know, like uh, fighters here. So watch. Here we go. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? Oh. That's a that's their that's their uh their quote unquote I don't know what are they calling he, it. Okay, he's a so like, No, no. The, when when foreign fighters go there, they enlist under their uh, their foreign Oh, they uh, foreign legion. Foreign legion. So this yeah, is yeah. the British like foreign legion guy training their special forces <sighs> how to use their new weapon. Here, I'll show it again. This is a it, it's a Patriot bow bone arrow. It's advanced guidance system.
2: Uh, crikey.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best they got right now.
2: Yes, yes, that's their mercenaries. That is correct. That is a
1: mercenaries. And there's, well, there's, uh, there's always there's this cool. one here that I found that's just a really great. <laughs> I, can't
0: that was a I love it. That's right. Yeah,
1: Come soon that's... to
0: a rust belt near you, to a neighbor near you. There it is.
1: So this whole country is going to be a Rust Belt in 10 years. It's going to be. We're headed
0: that way. We're, dude, we're a third world country. What is up with the that nasty foot?
2: Country. Look at that foot.
0: That's called standing in a
1: sweatshop for 15, 18 hours. Yeah, See, Lord, that happened. thing
2: is so deformed.
1: Yeah, from yeah. The, it's from the bug meal factory that he works wow. at. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or he
0: or she or I don't know. Shin. You know. There's a new, there's a new gender. I, I'm calling it right now. I'm patenting a new gender, guys. Don't, don't judge me. It's called Shin. In fact, I am going to launch a whole line of clothing called shims.
2: i i did hear some good news in regards to meta and everything uh apparently uh the vr headset sales are like way down of anything even close to being anticipated so you know one it could be the economy that people aren't buying it or two that people don't want that shit so they're gonna have to rethink of how they're gonna get the massive users on. and what's a vr headset like 400 bucks four or 500 bucks for for a decent set. yeah four
0: or five hundred dollars yeah
2: yeah yeah so so like inventory levels are like all-time high so they're gonna have to either figure a way that, you know how uh they start giving shit away like like the cell phone companies like we're gonna give you your phone uh so that you contract with us I, I eventually i think that's where it's gonna go but i'm hoping it's people are rejecting that shit hopefully
1: oh i don't know i mean you know if they do more of what they've been doing uh you know i don't know more pandemics quote unquote or anything else is they want to push people to not leave their house. Um, Look, if you ever look at Pavlovian conditioning, one of the things that Pavlov discovered was that uh, dogs do not train well when there are distractions. So when people are out and about talking to each other, the conditioning doesn't work as well, which is why the isolation is key to their plan. So if there is an invisible enemy, AKA, I don't know, a virus, and you can't go outside and you have to stay at home and just like you know play video games and watch netflix and be programmed then that's the best way to do it so you know this is what they're going for and what i mean the more senses you can deprive uh, somebody of or, or hijack uh, the more control they have over your reality so you know that's that yeah. that's that's what's going on there it's uh, the brave new world but i think you know the, the i mean i just had this kind of vision last night of just my imagination you know, those of us who don't go down that path, who, as uh, Jet would say, those who stay organic, um, you know, we're, we're just going to be those who are left because yeah, I was and I don't want to get too far into the health topic. And this isn't anything I don't think can and can't be said on YouTube. I don't know. I know we usually drop off YouTube at 10 minutes. So if you want to drop off, it might not be the worst time. Um, there was a video and I shared it on uh, on our what do you call that thing? Discord, and it's a doctor who looks at um, endo- endocrine disruptors. So, uh, V, I know you know what that is. CJ, you do too. Uh, somebody want to want to explain what an endocrine disruptor is?
0: It's what happens when I have like a lot of soy and uh, my testosterone levels are completely disrupted, and next thing you know my estrogen levels are through the roof, and I'm just crying about everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. soy is a. Um, That is a phytoestrogen. Yeah. So there are several classes of endocrine disruptors. And I've actually, there's a great book by Dr. John G. J. That's John, middle initial G as in golf, last name J-A-Y. John G. J. It's called uh, Estrogeneration. And he breaks it down into the different kind of endocrine disruptors. Is this the Um, reason
0: why we have man boobs?
1: Yeah, actually, there's that. Fantastic. there's a uh, there's a bug killer, you know. There's something Yeah, the, the at one Atrazine. in uh,
0: Monsanto, a, 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 exactly. Astrazine is in that Monsanto uh, weed out. The weed killer it's stuff you use, yeah, Roundup. Roundup. Yeah, it's in Roundup big time. And it's also carcinogen it's, as well.
1: Yeah, it's a carcinogen, and it turns the frogs
0: gay. Infowars dot com.
1: Seen the white paper. So what they uh, actually what it does in the laboratory is, according to whatever scientist she names, in the th- is it actually turns them gay like it has males mating with males. Um, well, it's uh, a whole thing, Cowboy. You got to understand, OK? It turns the frogs gay. I read the white papers, folks. New World Order, InfoWars.com. He's a nut job, but he doesn't get everything wrong. No, no. Nah,
2: know, he, he's a the, great The, guy, the turning uh, frogs gay that thing, thing is actually. thats actually true. Prune, what happens is, look, right? well,
0: amphibian Yeah, it's proven. Amphibians out of a survival feature. And the thing with humans, when they, you know, a lot of, especially idiot and lefties, they, they equate animal sexual, uh, reproductive, uh, drive to sexual, um, pleasure and all that stuff, that from a humanistic point of view. Okay. So there's no, like, animals don't have like pleasurable sex thing. It's a drive. It's a drive that they need uh, to have, right? Maybe dolphins. Except dolphins. Dolphins are an exception. They're horny creatures. Now, apart from the horny creatures that swim, known as dolphins, and thank God they swim with fins and, and flippers and all that other stuff. Otherwise, we would be doomed if they ever grew limbs and walked on land. I think they'd kill us all. But uh anyway, I digress. Amphibians, when there's an overrepresentation. Uh, you know, in certain amphibian, even reptile species, they can change their sex in order to Amphibians ensure right. future progeny. And why am I getting a reverb? I'm hearing myself speak a few seconds afterwards. Is that you, CJ? Or is that you, cowboy? You should be hearing it
1: now. No, I don't hear anything <laughs>
0: <laughs> So, that, that, yeah, that's what it is, man. Yeah, the astrazine is deadly, bro.
1: Yeah, so uh, so what this uh, doctor is saying Right. She, she references that whole study. And that was actually, I believe, peer reviewed. But what she's saying, and she even got a little controversial, um, you know, she does say she say, OK, look, you know, homosexuality is, exists, you know, before all these chemicals. It's not a new thing. It's been around forever. But what she is proposing is that it's possible that this kind of raising of the numbers, this increase in the numbers of, you know, gender neutral, homosexual type. Whatever, and that's fine, I'm not judging. But that might be in part due to all of these environmental toxins. And the biggest one that she seemed, or at least the one she spent the most time talking about was uh phthalates. And phthalates, if I <clears throat> if I said that properly, come out like soft plastics. Yes.
2: Hey, um so, well, the emphasis let's, on let's give this a less lesson for uh, two minutes. Yes.
1: I'll just show this paper, Zach. Hayes et al. published in 2001, no, published in 2002, hermaphroditic demasculinized frogs after exposure to the herbicide atrazine at low ecologically relevant doses. This is such a deep, long-standing, diabolical story and what we don't know is what the effects of many of these herbicides and insecticides are having on us. We increasingly know a lot about the effects they're having on frogs and insects and whole ecosystems. And somehow we imagine that because we are made different, somehow, it's this totally religious perspective that we are immune. No, we are not immune. No way.
2: We are not immune. And, you know, by multiple mechanisms. And I we do not have the material to show, but the comparison that emerged in this recent week between the propaganda put out by the Russian military and the propaganda being put out by our military was nothing if not striking. So you, you need to say something. To well, Bert,
0: the, the, um, what, what Bert doesn't get is that what the Russian military advertisement was putting out was not propaganda. That's actually a legit... This is statistically true. Russian males are statistically bigger than American males. Statistically. And they have higher testosterone levels. No propaganda behind that.
1: Well, they don't. They don't do as much of the GMO. In fact, I think it's those banned. countries don't do that. They, they do it as little as possible. I know. What they, 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 they're GMOs are they're banned. banned. They're the ban, yeah. Like yeah, uh, so. Here's the thing about it, like, it, and the whole study that I was watching and, and the video I posted had to do with a declination and uh, or decline of a uh, sperm count. So, but here's the thing, like the wife and I have known this for years. My, the wife, my wife said nutritionist, she also does chiropractic and things like this. She's, you know, definitely a studier. And, uh, you know, I use stainless steel bottles. We filter our water. Um, we, you know, when, if I get any milk, we get raw milk and it comes home in that plastic jug and I take it and immediately pour it into glass containers. Um, you know, so we, I kind of take it that extra step and, you know, I mean, dude, my kid is like, in the top 97 percent of size like well that's because you're healthy, healthy as hell
0: you're also six foot uh what three, four, six two. two. yeah and your wife is also like six feet right or five She's 11. like five ten yeah we're we're
1: pretty tall people um as well. well you're you know
0: you're you're the sicilian scallion and uh your wife is of eastern european stock so yeah you're gonna have yeah. some, some big kids
1: yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, you know, I'm definitely uh, taller. I'm not as bulky as say the gorilla is. You know, I, I the I, hey you know, man, I
0: like. I like to, I'm I'm thick with two C's.
1: Yeah, no, I've got a I've got a deceiving voice. Everybody thinks I'm like a 22 year old kid, but that's nah, not nah.
2: Nick, sure. Nick and I are the same age. Well, I yeah. I think a lot of in terms of what the output of what your child does has a lot to do effect of what you expose your kids to. So if you're sedentary if you sit at home you don't do a whole lot you don't socially interact and everything your kid's going to be the same way but if, if you're outgoing you get them exposed to a lot of different things going to the gym working out fitness and everything the same things happen there you know we're, we're, we're creatures of habit that's 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 how it works and that's why parenting is is just so darn important on on raising your kids so if you raise a kid to be silent to you know, that you, you, you put more into your work than you do your family, where you're away from the family all the time, you're putting in 18 hours of, of work a day, then more than likely your your kids are not going to have the right upbringing that they should. So you have to decide, you know, am, am I going to be a, a career driven type person or am I going to be a parent? Am I going to raise my kids the right way based upon the things that I, I, I believe in. And I, so I think that, Hello? yes, I think our food, nutrition, law, what we Hello? do has it. We're here. You guys hear me? Yeah,
0: we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. I think I lost audio.
2: I think you did. So, so I think a lot it's of the parent in. influence was what drives a considerable amount of the the uh, the output in terms of your kids' health, your kids, and what 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 they do. They 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 reflect upon what they see, and and if they see the parent not home, they see the parent always plugged into the TV watching football for eight hours a day on Saturday and Sunday.
1: Then then that's what you're going to get. You know what, dude? That's so important. Um, and I love to watch sports. Like yeah, I, I, I didn't grow up watching sports, but I really like why because I played sports. Oh, I was like – uh, I was half nerd, half jock. Like I got I straight A's and honors and eight I can't hear you guys. No, we can't hear you, dude. You're answer. interrupting. I'm going to
0: work on this.
2: You guys keep doing – you guys keep going. All right. <laughs> you're interrupting. He For a guy me. that loves tech, he sure is somewhat um, challenged.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, dude. It's great. Uh, but yeah, so look, our TV is on uh, usually after the baby's asleep. Like we don't really have the TV on, maybe on the weekend, but we, if he's awake, he's never going to have screens, not until he's, you know, much older, not until he needs a screen. Um, you know, so we're pretty careful about that stuff. And uh, fortunately, both of us work from home mostly. Um, you know, so we do have that advantage of, uh, of being able to be there. And yeah, you know, I'm very, we're, we're super careful about the, the, you know, kids, they, they, they pick up everything you do, you know, if you're like not happy with your wife or vice versa, they pick that up. Like they, they read that they do not even know what it is. Um, but you know, that's, I mean, that's just like a, I don't know. We started off on the health topic. I think it's an important topic. I know that, uh, there's a particular, fan of the show who wants to start a health podcast um and uh you know so i'm going to i'm going to talk to him about that and maybe maybe if he's kind enough he'll let me jump on once in a while Oh um, well,
2: yeah the whole the whole testosterone thing is definitely a concern as it as it relates to uh to 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 people that that they're growing up but a lot of it does have to do with exposure to food nutrition and and I, and i firmly believe that so and it's definitely a worthwhile a discussion because I think it's it's uh, very much a concern of a lot of people, um, especially as we navigate away from a lot of, of uh, nutrition healthy nutritional food, and we know the globalist plan to transition us into more synthetic things. That's going to be the protocols moving forward. So I think health um, is going to be so important. It may not be right for everyone as far as individual health, but I've said this like a broken record. The number one thing that you can invest in is yourself and your individual health, because uh, health is wealth at the end of the day. I mean, you can ha- you can accumulate all the wealth that you want in terms of physical and cars and all this shit, but if you're unhealthy, what the fuck does it matter, right? I mean, if you're gonna die at sixty-five, then hey,
0: could you guys hear me? We can yeah. hear you. Can you hear us? Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. Okay. I can hear you guys now. I'm I'm on. Uh, my My mic is the regular analog mic, and I had to. St- Put in like Bluetooth headphones. I don't know what's going on with my sound cards; it's been buggy. Yeah, it's probably so, Apple. I mean, product. like,
1: look—you have those. Uh, <laughs> everybody knows that you've got—I don't know—somebody knows somebody who's like, maybe they have a lot of money and they they've done everything, but they didn't take care of their body, and they would trade it all just to have health.
2: So Dingo. that kind of that ding, says ding. a lot, right
1: there. Although, I, although I'm seeing on here that uh, CG, you say don't drink milk; it's not needed. Uh, I drink it because I like it.
2: Yeah, if you a, like and it, I don't drink it drink too much. Yeah, but we're the only animals outside of whatever that eat milk, drink, consume milk and outside of of uh infancy, right? Like no other animal yeah, does that. Yeah,
0: cuz we we yeah. No 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 animal does that. Milk well, no is for don't. babies.
1: We been doing <laughs> he milk. We do a lot of things that other animals don't do. Um so it's kind of like and milk, milk is just for babies. Nutrients. Milk is for babies. Drink
2: beer. Yeah. Stop drinking it now. I like milk in my white Russians.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds wrong. Yeah, that kind of does sound wrong. It does. You now I think Hey man, put some milk, yeah,
0: some I'm white sorry. Russians. Hey.
1: Good damn it V why do you have to be a pervert?
2: I'm sorry. Cowboy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you pervert. had a whole lot of a slew of topics to jump into, so oh yeah, yeah. yeah well, we are... Okay,
1: so I always like yeah. to kind of, to go to where, what the, you know, what the three of us have talked about in the past and in the particular V's, the one who's been calling this one out, but uh, look at this article. Now I'm going to share the screen real quick. Hold on. Oh, now it says present. It's not even, okay. I'm getting excited. Getting excited over the new, uh, the new protocol here. All right. So let go. me zoom this article in a bit. And then, uh, you know, V's going to see a little bit of vindication on here. BlackRock suspends withdrawals of three and a half billion pounds of UK property fund as the uh, REIT contagion worsens. Okay, so BlackRock has been making some bets and some heavy bets and they have not gone well. Um, so in this particular case, an REIT is a real estate investment, uh, REIT, real estate investment trust. I think that's what it actually stands for. And it's a way to invest in real estate without actually buying it. Um, it's, you know, it's like buying a piece of it. It's almost like buying stock in a way. Um, so I mean, maybe it's literally buying stock, but the point is, is that, um, (laughs) when you're in so much trouble that you have to like suspend withdrawals, you know, I mean, redemption requests from investors are being denied. Hey, stop like, right so there! You...
0: Remember, almost a year ago when I said BlackRock is going to be effed really hard, right? Remember what I said? Like when everybody else was tooting BlackRock and saying, "Oh, BlackRock, oh, BlackRock is a omnipotent, all powerful, BlackRock." Oh. And I told you, their biggest exposure is what—commercial real estate and REITs—and they're sitting on a ticking time bomb. And now, remember, what I said, come winter time, black winter time of twenty twenty two, BlackRock's going to be a, in a whole heap of trouble. We're witnessing that now, folks. Go ahead, cowboy.
1: Uh, I brought this article up because you said that, and I'm like, up oh, here it is. So you know, we've we have collectively here done a lot of, of commentary. I don't want to say forecasting. I don't want to say predictions. And I'm certainly saying not investment advice. But what I am saying is that we here on this channel have said XYZ may happen and XYZ happens. And, it hap- and we are correct far more often than not. So just understand that, look, there's channels out there you know, with like thousands of people, but we have a tight knit group in here. We don't just let people in, right? We're not just looking for anybody over here, but we got the, we have the juice. We have the juice. So just wanted to pull this out here, quick chart, just to see how badly this investment has gone. In fact, there's another article um, that I'll bring up right now that is reflecting the kind of the, all of the money that got sloshed around and the, and the cheap rates and everything that kind of culminated into a top. Um, a lot of these indicators are now flashing recession. So this is the next article Baltic index crashes most on record as recession, uh, alarm flashes. So the Baltic index also known as the Baltic dry index, this is basically like, um, global shipping, right? So global shipping is a really good indicator of demand. And when demand drops off a cliff, that's no bueno. That means people are broke. And then you have the bullwhip effect where there's too much supply. Things go for really cheap. When things go for really cheap, companies lose a lot of money and then stocks drop. And when stocks drop, you now you have a liquidity problem because you have situations like with BlackRock where they don't let you pull your money out, That that does happen. But most people, they just get stuck in their investments. And the 401k which was kind of brought in, I think, not long after um, the gold, uh, when they, you know. A lot of companies dumps pensions, so they've moved to, to 401ks. 401ks. So think about it this way. Like, okay, this was a perfect setup for the people who run the game. Because in order to sell, you need buyers, right? So these institutional investors, they know how much money is coming in via 401ks. They know how much money is being pushed into the market. Whether the market is dumping, whether the market's going up, doesn't matter. There are always buyers, and that's 401k buyers. So what they do is these these uh, these robber barons, to use some Marxist terminology, these robber barons will go ahead and they'll froth up the markets. Everybody is going to be so happy because their 401ks are, are all nice and high. They think they're going to retire as millionaires because they can't take their money out of the market. I mean, technically they can talk to your employer and talk to your uh talk to your principal about that. But basically, long story short, most people are asleep at the wheel. They're not even paying attention. For the last twelve years, there's been cheap money and they just know number go up and they are asleep at the wheel. And so they think it's just gonna keep going like that because as Pavlov does to dogs, most people have been conditioned to think that everything's just gonna keep going up. Infinite growth. What did, what did I say during the show? I think it was yesterday in, in the comments. You know, infinite growth can also be referred to as when a tumor is expanding. Like growth isn't always good, right? And infinite growth is actually unnatural. So when you have 12 years of a bull market that has been forced by, by basically cheap money, and you think that's going to continue... I know so many people who have lost their shorts and here's some indicators of when the actual top hit and it had to do with when they decided to go ahead and, you know, mess with the rates. Uh, first of all, the Baltic dry has hit a low point recently, lower than it's hit in, I don't know. Uh, let me zoom this out just a little bit. Oh, uh, as far back as this chart shows, so I mean, it says the most significant decline since 1984, and 1984 was not even close. Although I think the index was a lot smaller back then. So I think they're going on a percentage decline here. As yeah, no. So it's a so it's a 17% decline. The most significant decline was quite a long time ago, um, and basically it came days after the IMF uh, fund managing director, Kristalina Georgieva warned on CBS's Face the Nation in an interview aired on Sunday that a third of the global economy will be in recession this year. Okay. So interesting that somebody should try to divide the economies and say a third. Of, okay. First of all, okay. If the third of the economy is like the golden billion or a third of the economy is Western nations, plus like say, you know, the elites of other countries, and those are all in a recession, the rest of the world is just poor. So they, they they're permanent recession. So I don't think we should try to like, you know, dress it up and make it pretty old. Oh, a third is going to be in recession. No, it, it's a recession. It's either recession or not. And it's been a recession by all normal measurements that they changed halfway through last year or maybe quarter three. So, you know, they're, they're the lies are catching up to them. Yep. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, like the employment numbers and stuff like that, a lot of that's fake too. CPI. It's fake. They've been manipulating the numbers for, I don't know, decades now and a lot of this stuff. And the manipulation and the lies continue as this fake economy becomes more and more frothy, right? Mm -hmm. And that is a house of cards. You can't hide the fraud
2: forever, right?
1: No, no. Uh, Lynette Zhang, our favorite lady, who actually I I don't really pay attention to her, but one thing she says that's just an axiom is uh, that everything retraces to value at some point. And and CJ always makes a good point about how, okay, if the dollar overinflates, look, your Bitcoin could be worth a million dollars but a million dollars, you know, might buy you a car at that point. So, it all becomes, you know, what can be traded for what. Um, but well, everything, everything, everything retrain-
2: yeah, you're right. Everything that's pegged to the dollar, right? Like when we analyze anything, gold, silver, we we compare it to the dollar. We peg it to the dollar. So what happens when when the 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 dollar doesn't mean anything? Go, go ahead, cowboy. Sorry.
1: No, no, it's good. That's a that's a. Uh, it's good to elaborate on that. So, like for example, you can in a relative sense, certainly within an order of magnitude, I think within a much closer range than that, you can buy about the same amount of petroleum gas, like now with an ounce of silver as you could have bought a hundred years ago. Like the metals don't really change in value, so using metals over time is, you know, ignoring the noise. Okay. It's up 10%. It's down 10%. But if over time that's metal seems to be a pretty good barometer of what things are actually worth, just kind of a side note there. Um, but you know, we have more, we have contractions. Um, but this is a good chart right here. So basically lumber, copper, crude, three industrial commodities that send warning signals about impending global economic turmoil. All three are well off their highs. Looking at broad commodity indexes via Bloomberg, the peak in AG, that's agriculture. Oh no, AG is that silver. No, it's ag, it's agriculture. Uh, Energy and industrial metals appeared to be last summer. So all of the cheap money and everything and all the, you know, pushing into the market and playing the games and pushing the algos and and frothing everything up, that ended in the summer. So, you know, I mean... (laughs) They're saying we're going to be in a recession. I think we've been in one for quite some time. And again, there's uh, I do don't know Big when up. it was. I think it was like uh, beginning of Q4 last year, quarter four, maybe in September. Some of the numbers came out, and like prior to that month, before they redefined the economic definition of a recession, we were in a recession. They just changed the definition of it as the leftists so love to do with things. And uh, so, you know, we're not in a recession because the election was coming up. So um, now the election's over. And, uh, you know, what's going to happen is going to happen. Can I um,
2: can I point something out real quick in regards to the elections that I think ties right into what you're pointing out in regards to what's happening with the economy? Is that, and, and this is what every person needs to understand right now? What's happening is that the majority of bills that are passed in Washington, D.C. are, are not written by our legislatures. They're, they're written by uh, think tanks, by corporations who tie in this massive spending bills. So right now, in Washington D.C., to have friction, to have these bills held up, to uh, not pass these massive spending programs, 15 years ago they would not have the disruption to the financial markets that they they would have today, and that battle is being waged out in real time with the with Kevin McCarthy as House Speaker, because basically what's happening is that. And I can't remember who coined this term, uh, uni- uniparty. Who, who coined that term? I, uniparty. And, and I think it
0: was and, uh, probably either it might have been. I don't know. Could have been. Could have been uh, Matt Gates, or could have been Cernovich. I'm not sure.
2: Yeah, one or of the two. And, and, and it's a perfect analogy of where we are. We have a uniparty in Washington D.C. So right now, it's it's no longer about left versus right you know yes the social things and the, those those things are real that's happening but more of the long of the lines is that they cannot slow these things down in terms of these spending programs they they can't have friction that, because it will be detrimental to the markets because they can't provide that financial stimulus via the government and the bills that they're passing that's what i wanted to contribute
1: No, that's great. You know, thank you. That's, I mean, I think the bankers write the bills or whoever is not terribly a new thing. Um, I believe the Income Tax Act was handed to, uh, oh, not Calvin, uh, Woodrow Wilson. And he was told to sign it. And I, I believe he did it under duress. Although the only reason I believe that is because after he signed it, the Income Tax Act and the Federal Reserve Act, I believe, which were both handed to him to sign, which were both not written by politicians. I can almost guarantee you. Uh, he then said that he probably just ruined the nation. So I imagine they threatened his life or his daughter or whatever. You know, that's that's you don't get to be a high level politician unless there's a control file. It just doesn't happen, and and I include Trump in that mix, um, which is why you just can't depend on politicians for anything except to screw things up. So you know that said, um, another indication here of what's happening to the economy is Amazon to fire 18,000 workers as tech layoffs surge. Now I forget who it was in the Discord. Somebody in IT was saying that a lot of tech's been the layoffs have been going on for almost a year now. It's, you know, it's just it's hitting the news. It's hitting a critical mass to where they can't hide it. Um, you know, companies like Amazon, and and it cracks me up. Because oh, what's this? Biden McConnell make bipartisan trip to Kentucky amid okay. The, yeah, so CJ's so, putting up an article. Do you want to talk about that? N-
2: well, you know more more exactly what you're talking about in terms of 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 the entire uh, fallacy in regards to the 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 economic models, the uh, spending that's taking place. This is what they want. You know, again, back to the uniparty. So everything that's happening right now in Washington D.C. in terms of the turmoil, the chaos. But this is the narrative that they're wanting to build, is that we have a bipartisanship agreement. And right now, Biden and McConnell, who's most people who know McConnell, he's the Senate uh, minority uh, leader, are making this trip to Kentucky to tout the spending bills that have been passed and celebrate this as a bipartisanship things that are happening. So you have two narratives that are unfolding here. You have one that's saying, what is the GOP doing in Washington, D.C. right now? Why are there so much turmoil? And this is just a fallacy. This is the narrative that they're wanting to paint is that right now the 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 country's in lockstep. The, the bipartisanship, this is tremendous. It's, we need to celebrate that we're doing these things. And because why? Because, again, if they don't pass these bills, they don't put the stimulus into the markets in terms of these spending bills, the turmoil that's going to take place after, if there's there's a slowdown in that, there's going to be repercussions uh, from that that are are pretty significant. Go ahead, cowboy.
1: Oh yeah, it's a, they're just keeping the machine going. Um, so you know that's that's what they do. It's what they have to do. <clears throat> Sorry, I switched over to my charts. Um, so you know, and, and that's at this point, I think we can depend on them to uh, as as a parasite does. They're going to feed off the host until the host is dead. And that's what they do. And until people realize what's going on, they're just going to continue to do it. And we let them and it's on us for letting them do it. Uh, you know, we, I mean, we're talking about, okay. So Avella says that Ralph Nader came up with the, uh, uniparty term.
2: Uh, good old Ralph.
1: Ralph so, Nader. I remember know.
2: Ralph Nader. He was, he was very much among, among the lines of, um, uh, Irwin Schiff and, and even, uh, uh, LaRouche, right. Lyndon LaRouche in yeah. terms of being very vocal. So, yeah patriots no doubt
1: yeah there it is so um i mean i think uh the answer is not on a reliance on national economy or politics excuse me i think that's done i don't think there's anything we can do to fix it um i don't think there's anybody we can trust to fix it i think that yeah sure you get like a Desantis or trump in there maybe some of the football issues will be handled um but in the end with the trajectory we're seeing here it's going to fall apart and so the thing to do is just to make sure that you are positioned as well as possible. Um, you know, V. I know you talk about this, and I know we've had some conversations in the background. But do you, do you see what do you see coming up this year in the markets, and what kind of opportunities do you think we're going to have to shore ourselves up for such an eventuality?
0: I think. Uh, I think the physical economy is literally being strangled to death at this point. I mean, it's like it's on life support. And one of the nurses has come in and she's holding a pillow and she's about to smother the patient and put him out of his misery. That's what 2023 looks like. But with that being said, the morphine is being kicked up to level 11. In other words, the cheap money is going to flow. They have to turn it on. Like I'm looking at the metals market, right? There's been some rule changes in the metals market, In the u.s which i've never seen before um it's it's a game changer and what they're trying to do especially now with the crypto market like i said i've said it all the time ftx was the suicide bomber that drove the truck into the market and blew it all up there's more vertical integration more control so what does that mean at the end of the day it means all the big boy players your goldmans your jpms your merrill's uh your all these guys okay and all these uh, uh, groups that are connected to these guys, they understand the only where to go is equities, is the bond market, is uh, the dollar. Okay, they got to keep that strong. And then they're going into crypto. You're going to see a lot of crypto products all of a sudden come out. Uh, you're going to see that ruling. And it's going to be interesting to see how the ruling with the SEC and XRP goes. That's going to be another big thing. Okay. But they understand that this is the last hurrah. us. So you're going to see full tilt. I say by mid, mid to late March, early April, we're going to see the spigot turned on and the climb to Dow 40,000 is going to take place. And I've, said, and I've said this even before in the past. What is the counter? What is America's counter to $5,000 an ounce gold? What is America's counter to $4,000 an ounce gold and, and $5,000 an ounce gold and, and $50 an ounce silver? What's America's counter to that? 40,000 Dow. They got to keep – it's a perception battle. And through the, much of the rest of the world, the world's waking up and like, yo, you, you know what? We don't want to deal with the radioactive dollar that has all these strings attached. We'd rather deal in the comfort of our own currencies and not worry about forex reserves. We'd rather deal it in, in something that is more tangible. And watch Russia this year, okay, and Russia and China both understand – that the out-of-control lunatics that are in D.C. who live in a bubble, who are idiots and morons of the highest order, they understand that their shenanigans and and, and their forever wars end the day the F the dollar button is hit. And the people at Wall Street know that, okay? And they know that the only way to counter that, uh, at least for the home market, and the investor class, because at this point, they don't care about you. They don't care about the retail class. They don't care about the, 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 the middle class, the working class. They don't care about Joe Public anymore. Now it's about saving their own asses. It's about saving the investor class and those who have these investments. So watch what happens. Cryptos are going to start taking off. Metals is going to start k- taking off. Commodities are going to start taking off. The equities markets are going to start taking off. Bond markets are going to start taking off. It's not going to make any sort of sense. And then every day you're going to have headlines just like what CJ pulled up or, uh, or, or Cowboy pulled up, 18,000 uh, layoffs in Amazon, more layoffs coming. You're going to see such a hit to not only the tech companies but also a lot of the retail companies, which are all running on fumes. You're going to have real estate prices that are going to be tumbling down, especially commercial real estate, which is a ticking time bomb. We could possibly see that by third end of third quarter of, of, of this year that you're going to see a major hit in commercial real estate, that's a very strong possibility. And and folks, let me explain something to you. It's just not the commercial real estate. It's all the other things and the financial instruments and the credit default swaps and the collateralized debt obligations that are all tied into every single one of these, quote-unquote, mortgage notes, okay, that are tied to all these properties that are also in danger of detonating the derivative market. We are in a shitstorm, and it's only going to get worse. What is going to happen in 2023 is going to make 2022 look like a Sunday school picnic. And like the great Samuel Jackson said in Jurassic Park, hold on to your butts.
1: Yeah, for sure. And uh, CJ, you, uh, you had some thoughts to share on capitalism with regard to that. Yeah, just, <clears throat> just real quick. And I want
2: to, I want to make sure, because what I'm about to say is our thoughts and ideas that are not my own. And I, I don't want to, I'm not borrowing them, but and I don't want to also misstate them, but I, I encourage everyone uh, to go listen to Michael Hudson. And uh, I'm sure, uh, Cowboy and V, you're very familiar with uh, his work, Michael Hudson. We need to get him a, a, as a guest. Yes. But his original book, Super Imperialism, maps out, and this book has been studied by China, by Russia, I believe even with the U.S. military itself, it was a required reading requirement <clears throat> in regards to what super imperialism is. And again, I don't want to misrepresent what he says in this video, so I'm going to be brief. Uh, but the ideas of capitalism are, are, are real, and, 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 I, and I do believe in, in capitalism. However, there are flaws that occurs with that and what I mean by that is that if you look at corporations that are existing right now, they're based upon, you know, putting out to wall street, putting out there that the earnings are going to be two or 3% greater than last year, that um, margin profit margins are going to be up three or 4% better than last year. Well, you can't do that forever. You can, you cannot as a corporation completely state that since for, for now to the end of time that nothing is going to hedge up, even more in terms of profit. Now, what Michael Snyder says, or Michael Hudson says to me that reflects more is that some of the things that are, 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 our structure in terms of our political system prohibit us from reaching peak potential. And, and and for examples of that is that a lot of the, the, the posture in terms of the, the leadership, the, financial systems, these, these things take place. They don't happen overnight. So if you put forth a, let's say for an energy policy, for example, okay, where Trump put forth an energy policy that said, that, hey, look, we're going to be independent. We're going to be strong. We're going to move through these things. Well, yes, that happened. But how long was it sustained? Four years, right? Four years. And then what happened? It, it, it changed. So the political system that we have in our country, even even with the union itself, prohibits us from reaching the, the same goals that other countries, for example, Russia and China have, because we change the direction constantly. We have a, an administration and it's in four years. We have a Congress that's in for two years and it shifts and it constantly changes priorities, spending. We do not have a clear, concise plan on things that may take a decade. And if you want to tell me that there's anything that our political leaders are going to agree upon for a decade and keep that momentum going, it's not going to happen. And again, I don't want to do this, the super imperialism injustice. You have to go listen to it for yourself. But a lot of the structure of our political system with electing a president every four years, with an eight year, uh, an eight year cap on the, the amount of years and then also looking at that, the ability that the government can't necessarily dictate what happens within the state in terms of certain energy policies is is it hinders the United States from achieving what's being accomplished right now in Russia and China because through the state they can mandate those things. And I know I know that sounds so freaking stupid because I'm not a huge proponent of state mandates, but that's what gives Russia and China the ability to do that is because they they have through the central power mechanisms of of Xi and Putin to drive these things, running up now on what, 12, 20 years plus? And that's a time period that it takes to build these things, not, not four and eight years. So I hope that makes sense to you guys, but go listen to the video video for yourself. And Michael Hudson does a great job of explaining why it's a challenge for us here with the structure that we're operating in within our government that really curtails us from achieving the financial goals that we need to get to.
1: Oh, yeah. That's, so you have so many people talk about, oh, capitalism doesn't work. Well, it's not that it doesn't work. It's that what we're seeing is not capitalism and it's being called capitalism. Um, in fact, I don't even like the term capitalism. Uh, that was essentially, it wasn't created by Marx. It was actually created before that by uh, German socialists, but it was adopted by Marx and used to describe a system that is not free market. So I really prefer the term free market as a system that works a lot better. I understand, of course, you know, there needs to be, you know, governance. And if free market runs wild, then you know, we might have some other issues. There are, are some philosophical arguments against that. Um, and I'm not gonna go down that road today. But um, you know, it, it I this is the way I look at it. Like we all have the system that we want, and we all you know want to get into these conversations about you know, what are we really in or what is, what it should be and let's change it. And look, when you go surfing, you don't ride the wave that you wish you had. You ride the wave that exists. So we here on Rogue, as much as we want to kind of, you know, um, we want to shine a light on the hypocrisy so we can wake people up, but we don't spend too much time on the hypocrisy. We actually want to spend time on the solutions. And one of the things that, you know, came out, in the, ty- in, in the, uh, conversation, I was gonna say tirade <laughs> in the, uh, in the bit from V earlier is that we're going to see a lot of things headed up. You got bar mar- bond market, you got metals, you got commodities, things like that. So look, this isn't uh, investment advice. We don't even do that on this channel, but what we have talked about in the past has come to pass and, uh, you know, where we are now. Um, The timeline hasn't always been exactly correct, but I would say that, you know, if you're 80% correct, 80% of the time, then it's profitable often enough. So understand that we here are about solutions. um, And that's why I started listening to this channel back in 2016. Yeah. Um, And so what one of the solutions is to understand the direction things are going so that you can capitalize on that. Right. So if there is going to be a big move up in certain aspects of the market in certain areas, you probably have a few months to learn how to take advantage of that, you know, learn how to how to uh, trade in markets. Um, You know, you could even learn how to build algorithms, which is something that I do help people with. Um, And I may actually be uh, doing something bigger with regards to that. Just a little heads up. So we'll, we'll talk about that another time. Once, you know, once it's been fleshed out. Um, so, you know, what's a trading algorithm? What is it? Well, tying your shoes is technically an algorithm. It doesn't mean you have to be a coder. It doesn't mean you have to know computer language and, you know, you set this up and it trades for you. And no, 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 you can do that. You know, if you have that skill set or you want to develop it, but an algorithm is merely a process by which you enter and exit a trade based on conditions and the conditions are set up. And once they're met, you enter a trade and you enter it in a certain way and you follow the same rules every single time. And if you do that, then, you know, if you test it and it takes time, it's not something you can do tonight. It's not something you do next week. It takes for, for somebody with no job, it takes weeks for somebody with a job. It can take months. Most traders are not profitable for a number of years. However, if you have a little bit of information in your back pocket about the wider market trends, you can make some very asymmetrical plays. Where you might be risking a hundred dollars to make a thousand or a hundred to make five hundred, and you can okay, so you take a loss if you lose even two thirds of your trade, but you have like a risk reward ratio that is a four to one, you're still profitable even though you lose most of your trades. So there, there's a lot of science that goes into it, but I have I have taught people how to do this who have not even a high school education. Okay. This, it doesn't, don't think that it's outside of your ability and this isn't the only, you know, and I don't do investment advice. I show people how to, how to actually create trading algorithms and then they go ahead and they do their own research and they make their own trades. Um, you know, I, sometimes in my own private group, I'll share what my trades are. You know, it's not for you to follow those trades, but I'll share them. So that that's just kind of a heads up about what's coming. It's, it's a solution that is available to those who are um, you know, who have the ability to take on that kind of a risk and, and that sort of thing. Um and the best so part is
0: this here's what I love with, with with cowboys approaches, and we're gonna be gonna roll in this out for all of y'all. The the beauty of cowboys approach, and it's, he's not teaching you how to eat he eat, eat the fish. He's teaching you how to catch the fish, how to create the nets, where to place the nets, when to place the nets. And how to and when to draw the nets back in. So it's going to be a wonderful thing. Look, we've said this several times. There's very few exploits that the average American has and the average Westerner has. Everything around you is drying out, everything around you is crumbling, everything around you is withering. But there's only one constant it is the bubble, it is the stock market bubble. Believe in the bubble. Embrace the bubble.
1: And short it when it pops. Exactly. So, I mean, look, here's the thing. Like, look at the situation. They want to control everybody, right? We know that. We talk about that enough. One of the ways they can control people is through their income. So what what has happened is uh, we happened to have this scenario over the past three years, two years, where everything got shut down and small businesses got choked to death. Now, let's just say I was a tyrannical person who wanted to tell people what to do. The easiest way to control people is through their income. You don't say, you say what I don't want you to say online, you get fired. Well, that kind of seems illegal. Uh, Not necessarily. You work at a large corporation, a megacorp that is in bed with the government, and you say the wrong thing on Twitter, you lose your job. We see it happen all the time. You're some kind of influencer. You say the wrong thing on social media, you get canceled. Or arrested. Or arrested if you're in Europe. trafficking. (laughs) Yeah, if you're yeah, or if, yeah, if you're in Europe, they'll they'll come. You don't even have to do human Hits trafficking. Supposedly, <laughs> you can just say uh, that uh, there's somebody in some northern European kind. I think it's Germany or something, or it might have been uh, Norway. I don't know where. But there was some article where they said that uh, it was a, a female lesbian, like a, a genetic female lesbian, who said that men can't be lesbians. And I think she was either arrested or at least arrested. Paid a, was, she arre- oh, the, she was arrested. Was she arrested? Okay. Now, if you want to find out, look, I'm not saying it's going to happen here because we're a little bit more based in this country. As Gus likes to point out, the media's job is to make us feel outnumbered. But the reality is that's not true. And most people are actually kind of normal. And most people don't, you know, most people would agree with that person's statement, right, in this country, as much as the media tries to tell you otherwise. So understand that there's, you know, if we don't take control of our health and our finances and everything else. And spiritual is the most important thing. And I don't advise on that, but if we don't take control, then we're going to end up like Europe because we're going to lose our society. It's going to happen. It's happening. I mean, especially if you're in, you know, like a coastal blue state, it's already happened. So just understand that, you know, one of the things that you can do as a solution is to take control of your finances. So a mega corporation can't tell you what you can and can't say, because what you this is, I was talking to Jed about this. Look, if you are going to preach one of the establishment lines, right? Let's just say that, uh, let's say you're at a job and they give you that, uh, that DEI training, diversity, something equity, inclusion, training, training, right? And you know, what they do is they make you repeat after them. I'm not saying they do this. I'm just as a hypothetical, let's just say they make you repeat after them. Uh, a man can be a lesbian. And if you say that, And if you actually portray that as your opinion, you have given up your sovereignty. You are now on automaton. And that's what they want. So the last thing you want to do is to be subject to an an employer if you can help it. Mind you, it's not possible for everybody, especially those who have higher level credentials. Um, You know, a lot of times you're kind of stuck where you are. However, I would offer that higher level credential people do understand what it is to put themselves through school for 10 years. And they have an idea of, you know, they, they have some other skills that can maybe help them not be automatons. But long story short, even their jobs is going to go away. Probably. Some yeah. of them. Yeah. So, you know, definitely pay attention to what you can do. We here at Rogue will do our best to offer solutions um and that's that's pretty much what i got i mean i had some other crypto stuff but i think I ran out of time
2: well let, let, let's simplify this for just a moment okay so uh, in, in layman terms if your outflows are more than your inflows then you need to find a way to to expand your inflows right like it, it, it's that simple you need to find a way to expand your your income that's happening and for many of us it, it's, it's going to be different so let me read to you for just a moment <clears throat> because I, I think this is uh, important in terms of, of what's happening right now. <clears throat> so I'm POA for a, a family member. I won't disclose the name, but I think it speaks, it's very re- relevant in terms of what's happening right now. So, so let me read this. Okay. So I got this the other day in the mail, your social security benefits will increase by 8.7% in 2023 because of a rise in the cost of living. You can use this letter to, proof, to provide proof of benefit amount if you need to apply for, for credit, for food, for energy assistance. You can also apply for bank loans or other business to keep your letter in your importance. This is a government letter that came out to people who are getting Social Security benefits. You imagine any of us here walking into our employer and saying, hey, boss, you know what? I need. I. I. I don't want the two or three percent increase in my. My. My salary. I need an eight point seven percent increase. Do you know what happened to any of us right now? If we walked into our employer and asked for close to a nine percent increase in our base pay, <laughs> it would become comical, right? You know. So, you,
1: you said something, CJ, that actually there's one thing. It's about a two minute clip, and if we have the time, I'd like to yeah, go show ahead, it. it. Go ahead. Go ahead yes, we on, we
0: have can. the time, cowboy.
1: Uh, where do they put the Puzwa magnet? The Puzwa magnet.
0: <laughs> the Puzwa magnet.
1: <laughs> okay, there's a video, and this is okay. So,
0: oh, we played this yesterday at the oh, did you uh, play this it yesterday? The, yeah, we'll play it again. Okay, it again. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine.
1: okay, so yeah, so let me see. I don't know if there's a way to make this any larger. No, that didn't do anything, that made it worse. Um, look. Just to clarify, oh, shoot. it is okay. Oh, I have... Just blow it up, blow it up. Just oh, it's in the it. corner touch down it. here.
0: Oh no, that it is. So, the long corner. story
1: short, these are guys at the FDIC, yes. and what they're saying is uh, basically what they're saying is there's probably going to be a bail-in, or there's a high probability of a bail-in. And people at the top, people you know who have the lawyers and bankers and all this, they understand that that's coming very likely. Um, but what they're saying is, well, we, the people can't know this. We can't tell people it's going to it's going to cause a panic. And they're going to run on the banks. So, you know, we know this, but but the people shouldn't know this. You know, let's think about that just for a moment. What they admit here, and they admit this, I believe this is at the FDIC. What they admit here is that the entire system runs on faith alone. Yep. So there's no nothing backing anything. We know that. But if this th- this is a crack, this is a big crack in the system right here. So I'll push play We'll listen to it. Let's see here. Make sure the volume's all the way.
0: No, no no volume, sir. Hey, did I lose you guys?
1: <laughs> so funny hey cowboy I, I,
0: we can't hear that man
1: you can't hear this
0: no Can
1: it's not it coming now?
0: through no your audio is not coming through. it doesn't matter we we saw this video yesterday with Matthew no. Errett in, you know yeah football. I'll just he, I'll
1: briefly just... say it he's like look he says the people out the general public has a lot more faith in the system than we do <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: that's lovely that's,
1: he's saying we can't you know we can't tell them that, it, you know, what they're saying in so many words is like, look, there might be a bail in. We can't tell people because we here in this room know that the system's all screwed up, but most people don't. So yeah. don't tell anybody. Just keep it here with us. Also here at the top. That's that's basically what they're saying. I don't know why you can't. Oh, you know why you can't hear? So they didn't push the volume button like a jackass. All um, but we, we've already seen the video. So, you know, that we'll just we'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah, very well said.
1: Algo Cowboy, the newly
0: resurrected, like the phoenix he rises. Algo Cowboy, thank you for joining us, and CJ, thank you for running this broadcast. Folks, thank you all for listening in. We will be back tomorrow. Is Ve- Novellas is not on tomorrow, and uh, so it's going to be just me and Siege. And uh, I don't know, if- Siege is Harley on? I think Siege is not. I don't know if Siege can hear you. CJ has left the building. He probably so now. Not
1: now everybody knows there. why the name changed. Yes. To algo, so that there's that.
2: Absolutely.
1: So, anyway, so yeah, uh, CJ is telling you, I think you have to end the show. I don't know what that's yep, about.
0: Not a problem. All right, folks, thank you all for listening in. We will be back tomorrow morning. Be here or be nowhere. And with that being said, I will take it away.
1: Cheers.